Hey, y'all. Welcome to Latte and Laundry. I'm Suzanne Bilodeau, and I am so honored to be with you here as we navigate motherhood, wifehood, sisterhood, and everything in between. This is a podcast for my fellow imperfect people who want to grow in greater communion with our most perfect God. So join me and my friends as we laugh, cry, dive deep, and explore with one another as we journey towards stilling our souls while moving our world. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Um, I'm just going to dive right into our Bible verse this this um, week, which is actually one of my all-time favorite Bible verses because... I need it as a constant reminder for my own weary and weak heart. So our Bible verse this week is Ezekiel 36, 26, which says, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. (sighs) So this week, I really wanted to talk about something kind of on a deep level here. And it's this idea that we, we all have holes, gaps, and for some of us, what can feel like really deep caverns, where there's some God-infused desire or need that has not felt that it's been met on this side of the veil of heaven. It could be like a number of things. For one person, it can be this desire, this yearning, this ache for a spouse. Um, for another, it could be for a child. Um, for someone else, it might be this this gaping hole of a mother or father that unconditionally loves you in the way that God so perfectly designed it, and yet they have failed in that role. For someone else, it could just be this, this constant pain of feeling inferior or insecure or less than or unsure. Um, one, it can be a spouse who just doesn't understand you and, and doesn't meet you in the hard, dark places For somebody else, it might just be this desire, this need for community, for sisterhood, and yet it's this yearning big hole in the heart that has yet to be fulfilled. And one of the things that I'm realizing more and more as I've journeyed along with friends and 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 people um, on the spiritual in the spiritual world is that we all have these gaps, these holes, these desires that have not yet been met. We all have it. No one on this earth is free from it. No matter how happy your friend seems or how joyful that cousin may be or how blessed your best friend may seem who has everything they've ever wanted given to them in this earth, everyone has places of holes and unfulfillment that they are living out of. And this could be excruciating. For some, we might not even realize these gaps or holes that we we have in the, in these corners and these cracks of our hearts and yet it isn't until something pokes or prods us that all of a sudden these these holes and these these areas of need are exposed and for some of us we might be very aware of these massive caverns and gaps and it can be excruciatingly painful for some of us and i there's this question i had for myself as once like i was i was really um tossing and turning with this idea of this gaping hole that I felt was stuck in my heart and I came running to adoration pouring my eyes out crying out to God and just this this painful tear-filled um cry to him saying God I know I know you're the perfect father and you have put this desire in my heart 
And yet, being the perfect father, if you wanted to, if it was your will, you could fill this gaping hole instantaneously. Immediately, you could fill it up. You could rid me immediately of this pain that I'm so excruciatingly going through. And yet you haven't. And some of my listeners, you might have experienced similar things where you're just waiting for God to fulfill these areas in your heart that, that you know and so deeply desire to have them filled. So I'm crying out to him. I know you're the perfect father. So why, why haven't you done this yet? So me and God can get really real. I can get really honest and frank and real with God. And um, in his most perfect, beautiful way, he instantly um, tended to my, my weary heart. By this image and he flashed an image of a cavity in front of me and I first I was like all right I don't know what this is God why are you showing me a cavity I'm not at the dentist I'm in adoration but slowly as I started to really like ponder and pray through what he was showing me I realized this image of this cavity when the dentist finds a cavity in your mouth right? This rotting away hole, this infected part of your tooth. He doesn't just come in and fill the cavity with filling. No, because what would happen if he filled the cavity with filling? Would it stay bonded to your tooth? Would it perfectly stay there without future infection or without future um, pain? Not at all. This is going to be further from the truth. If our God didn't operate so perfectly and even more perfectly than the dentists do, then he would just come in and answer our prayers right away and fill up these gaps and these holes and these desires and these areas of neediness, Um, especially for things that seem intrinsically good. Why would you not fill this up, right? Why would you not fill this need of mine? But what he revealed to me in this moment is that God is an active God. I think so frequently we walk around this earth feeling, um, even when we have really close, intimate relationship with Christ, we can often feel like he is a bystander watching everything going down within our souls. And we forget that he is perfectly active at all times. And he slowly reminded me of this with this image of the cavity. And he revealed to my soul, oh, my sweet Suzanne, as he says to you, my listeners, I am not just standing by while you have this achy (laughs) cavity, cavern in your heart that needs filling. There is so much active work I am doing in these places. Just as the dentist wouldn't just fill your cavity with filling, he needs to clean it out. Remove any bacteria. Shape it, perfectly shape it and prepare it to be filled with the filling so that it will perfectly bond. And God cannot perfectly bond and fill us with his most perfect love in all these places in these desires if we have not first been fully cleaned out and purified. And when I say he can't fill us, that doesn't mean like I was referring to either. If this is this desire for a spouse or a desire for a child or this gaping hole for a mother or a father or to be more confident and less inferior or more secure instead of insecure or for a sisterhood you've so been desiring, I'm not saying this is the magic bullet where God's going to come in and he's going to clean out all this bacteria and now boom you're going to have the sisterhood you've looked for the spouse the child the the mother or the father no often it will be a continued desire that is filled with pure joy and healed in this gaping hole purely through his love 
So will we get the spouse? Maybe. Will we have the child? Maybe. Will we have that mediation of God's love through an unconditional love of a mother or father? Maybe. But that might not be his best will to bring us most closely and united perfectly with him. His will may be that we will never have that spouse. We will never have that child. We will never have that mother or father. All these places of deep, deep, deep woundedness that a lot of times is some of our darkest, most ache-filled parts of our, our hearts and our souls. But it is through his perfect, active love in us that he wants to purify these holes and these places so that his love can most perfectly come and fill it up with or without the spouse with or without the mother or father with or without the community and that's painful and that's a real surrender to actually sit in but it's like that prayer that God, it's, you know, I've, I've done this over the trivial things, like the messes in my house, and I might have t- talked about this on the podcast before, but I've done it with more of the trivial things in my day-to-day, but it relates so much more perfectly to the big things. So, for example, with the messes in my house, God, if you cannot give me the energy to keep my house clean and to have the peace because it's clean, then give me the peace of being able to have a messy house. If you cannot give me the peace of living out, um, having, being financially comfortable, then give me the peace of the struggle of having to live paycheck to paycheck. If you cannot, in all these ways, it's if you can have the peace of Christ in you, no matter what the circumstances look like, whether it's this or that, then at the end of the day, what does it matter if you can be filled with his perfect love and his perfect joy? And so this is the experience I was feeling as I was recognizing that he was working in these deep places that I was feeling so many things within my soul that were unfulfilled, this gaping hole, this gaping wounds. I was waiting for him to just come and purify and and fill me up so I no longer had to taste the pain. But he wasn't just standing by. He is active in us and with us, cleaning out that cavity, taking out any bacteria, purifying us and making us full. And one of my new spiritual fathers that one of my new dear close friends has introduced me to is St. John of the Cross. Man, if you have not become intimately connected with St. John of the Cross, my friends, I highly suggest it. Um, this, (laughs) This year, my word of the year has been empty. And I've talked about that at the beginning of the the year and one of the opening of this, this year's episodes on emptiness. (laughs) But boy, has he revealed so much to me through this word of empty this year. And my husband always jokes because it's been a trying, painful, hard year, but in the most beautiful, profound way. I feel like my relationship with God has only grown more intimate and I, he's only revealed so much more of his love for me in such an exponential level since I've been in so many of these dark places in this emptiness this year. And my husband teases where he says, okay, I know you trust God and everything and that you've, you've selected your word of the year to be empty because that's where God led you. But could you do me a favor and next year, can you pick some another word like amazing? <laughs> um, just because he, 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 of course, loves me and adores me and doesn't love to see me struggle. But St. John of the Cross is the most amazing spiritual father. Um, and one of the things that he says one of his quotes is, the endurance of darkness is the preparation for great light. 
And this is one of the things that I keep, God keeps showing up and revealing to me time and time again is in these places of emptiness, in these places of darkness, in these deep caverns, in these holes, in these gaping, um, raw places that we have wide open and in them when they feel lonely, when they feel dark, when they feel like we're living in utter abandon, a lot of times it is God doing some of his greatest work in these places, preparing us for his greatest light. And it's and it's in, in our hands to do this dance with our Lord. He is pouring out his graces on us constantly and for us to respond to those graces, even in the dark, hard places, so that we can taste the love for which he is pouring out upon us. Um, and sometimes we need to meet God and we need... and, and um, we need God to meet us in the deep, dark places for our faith to be taken to new heights. But the problem is when, when we're in these trenches of the deep, it can be painfully difficult to allow him to do his most important work, right? We're like the dentist. Give me the Novocaine. I don't want to feel you doing the digging and the drilling and all that. And unfortunately in life, we don't always have that 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 easy fix like the Novocaine. But that's where our relationship with Christ and running to the altar at all times is that um, Novocaine sometimes for our souls where the circumstances on the outside might not change. They might be just as painful. We might still have that huge wound or that huge opening and that huge desire that's unfulfilled in our hearts. And yet it's that relationship with Christ alone that sustains us. And it was shortly after um, this (laughs) cavity image that our Lord placed on my heart during adoration that I began reading this book that a dear friend had given to me. And it um, is a lot about the spirituality and the teachings of St. John of the Cross. Hence why I am now in love with this this saint and his beautiful wisdom. Um, and it's called The Impact of God. It's a, it's a secret little treasure that has just been blessing my soul. And it was shortly after this image of the cavity that I started... Um, reading more quotes that just affirmed this idea in my soul. And I think it's so important for all of us walking the Christian journey. And I just want to read you guys this one quote that's so beautiful. And it says, before we can experience God and his divine union, the divine paraclete must accomplish in us a work of thorough purification. For just as the green wood cannot be penetrated by the fire, Unless it is first dried out and freed of all moisture, neither can our soul be invaded and transformed by the fire of divine love if it is not first purified of its imperfections. This is exactly along the lines of the cavity image that our Lord was revealing to me. That unless he can first come in and do his work of purifying, cleaning out the bacteria, drying out the wood from all of its moisture, the fire that would come would not burn. It would quickly sizzle out. And for all my friends who, um, it's just here in New England, starting to get cool and crisp where we're beginning to um, put our... our, uh, wood stoves on to warm our houses, you all know what it's like to burn wood that is not yet dried out. It quickly 
sizzles and doesn't burn and doesn't last. But if you give that fire a nice dry piece of wood, it becomes inflamed so fast and so roaring and so ferociously. And this is so true of God and his most perfect love. And it goes along the lines of the cavity, where unless it is first cleaned out of all of its imperfections, the soul, God's love and its in his in his perfect care will not bond will not fury with the flames that it is designed to do if we are not ready to receive it in the fullness of it is and that does not mean God is of course not loving us or not pouring his graces out upon us but he is actively continuing to do things in our souls so that we may be more perfectly um, unified with him in his love and taste the fullness of his love. And for anybody who has tasted the bits and pieces of his most perfect care, if you don't thirst for more of that, I, I invite you now to pray to thirst for more of that and allow him to reveal himself in those places. So God is doing immense big work. The God who was always, always active. And like we said in the opening Bible verse of Ezekiel 36, 26, he is working to make that heart of flesh just like he promised. And sometimes it is as he's chiseling away at the heart of stone that can feel so painful. Right. Another quote from the book that's that is so beautiful it says as a physical sign of growth is growing pains. So a sign of God's gift is the pain of being widened. This is the blessedness of the night that God who wants to give undertakes to make space in us for his gift. This is the blessedness of these dark, hard, gaping, open, unfulfilled desires and wounds because it is in this space it's painful but it is in this space that he is widening us just as <laughs> you're probably going to get annoyed with the cavity um uh the cavity analogy but just as the dentist makes the shape ready to be um, prepared to be filled with the filling. So too, God is widening us, these spaces in us. And it's so hard. And he doesn't deny that it's painful. God knows this. And this is why he is with us in this journey. We're not doing it alone because it is he that is ta- taking active steps then in these places. Even if it wasn't his active will that has exposed and created some of these gaping holes in us, right? It is him that has allowed it and will continue to do work in it so that he can be most perfectly united with us because that is his greatest desire because he loved us first, right? So that we could love him. But I think what's super important for us is that it's not done in vain, that all the work that God's doing in our hearts is not done in vain. And this is why we must be on guard (laughs) and we must be careful not to let the pain be the end of the story because the pain is painful. (laughs) The pain is real, but that cannot be the end of the story because this is precisely where the devil would love it to the story to end. And this is where God says no. But we must be careful so as so that all the shrapnel that comes flying off as our God is doing his his digging, his chiseling, his widening, the painful bits that will fly and scatter that that may cause us to have days of sadness and and sorrow where we may feel too weak to fulfill our normal duties 
or we may be short with those we love, impatient, unkind, because we're in the depths of pain and the shrapnel flying off when God is doing his greatest work sometimes can be too much to bear. But we must not let it end there. We must let God meet us in these most deep places so that um, he can, so that our confidence in his care can be perfected as our hearts turn into flesh, as he chisels away that stone and we turn further into the saints that we're called to be. And with all this, we can feel this yearning, this desiring, this, this, <laughs> this hastefulness, this graspiness to say, okay, God, I'm here. I get this idea of the cavity. I get this idea of the moist, um, wet wood. So go, go. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hastefully make space for you. I'm going to hastefully let you do your digging in your, but we must also be careful because it is not us that does our own healing. It is God himself that does it in his timing and it's his most perfect timing. So much of the spiritual um, life I keep finding time and time again is just our receptiveness to almost do nothing. And I don't mean don't be active and don't respond to the Holy Spirit or don't be obedient to God's call on your on your heart, but to be very um, open to to an inactivity so that he can do his greater greatest active work within us. Um, and the last quote that I want to end us on here is another quote, another awesome quote from the, the book, The Impact of God, which says, one reason why healing must come from elsewhere is because we are too bound to ourselves to be our own liberators. Another is that even were we free, the ultimate healing lies beyond our grasp. The real wound is actually our need for God. And God himself must be the cure. But God cannot be conquered or achieved. He has to give and must be received. So friends, in all these raw places that you might be experiencing, whether it feels tiny or whether it feels huge, whether it's a wound or it's a desire unfulfilled, just know that our Lord is active in these places and that it is he that wants to give and is waiting for you to be open to receive. So I'd love to close us in prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, thank you for the blessing of these beautiful ladies and friends that come to to be encouraged to draw closer who desire to know you and to be intimately living out in union with you i ask that you you bless each and every one of my friends here that they may know that you are an active god and that you are their most perfect friend whether they're sitting and living out of places of loneliness or heartache of desires, or just the daily struggle to know that you are in it with them along the way at all times. And when we get in these spaces, in these places, in these times of wanting to pull the covers over our eyes, that we may be encouraged to know that you are there wiping our tears and cleaning out all the painful, dirty, infected places within our hearts. And that you're preparing 
constantly preparing to be the healing balm that our souls so need and that you are constantly pouring yourself out upon us and making space and widening us so that we may be made even bigger open vessels ready to receive your love. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, friends, <laughs> that was a bit of a heavy one. Um, but I've been just going through my own journey of a lot of, of stuff. And he has just pulled me out of some of the trenches in these beautiful ways that he is reminding me of his goodness and who he is as the perfect father. So I hope this encourages you to remember always that he has you under his perfect gaze and will never leave your side, no matter how hard the day, the week, the month, or the minutes may feel. Okay, friends, this was lovely as usual. And I know I say this at every episode, but I need you to really know how much it blesses me to be in this space with you guys every week. Um, so I really cannot wait to catch up with you guys more again next week. And I hope you all have a blessed week. God bless. God bless.